0: Now, we're going to invite you to turn with me in the scriptures to uh, the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. Matthew chapter 15 verse 21 Let's hear the word of the Lord The scripture says if We break into the chapter Matthew 15 21 Then Jesus went thence And departed into the coasts Of Tyre and Sidon And behold A woman of Canaan came out Of the same coasts and cried Unto him saying Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel, then came she and worshipped him saying Lord help me But he answered and said It is not meat to take the children's bread And to cast it to dogs And she said Truth Lord Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs Which fall from their master's table Then Jesus answered and said unto her O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Amen. We'll end the reading there at verse 28. My text tonight is taken from Matthew chapter 15 and the verse 25. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, "Lord, help me!" And I want us to think tonight of a Gentiles woman's cry for help. These words, "Lord, help me," were part of a response of an unsaved Gentile woman in the region of Tyre and Sidon to the Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 15 verse 21-28 is a story that's essentially built around a conversation between this Canaanitish woman and the Lord Jesus in a house in Tyree. The uh, story commences with the Lord Jesus withdrawing from the coast of Israel for a time and ending up in the region of Tyree and Sidon. Now we really don't know why. I believe it's fair to state that the Lord Jesus was not simply trying to get away from the difficulty or the events that he was facing in the land of Israel. A parallel passage in Mark 7, 24 tells us that when he entered into a house in Tyree that he didn't want anyone to know it. Perhaps he was seeking some rest, some refreshment. Maybe he needed a bit of peace and quiet. Maybe he needed bodily rest, somewhere he could hide away from the multitude, somewhere where he could be alone, a, a private place where he could meet with the uh, his heavenly father in uh, secret. Matthew 15 uh, verses 1 to 11 uh, teaches us about the crowds that followed him and the religious critics that Uh, bombarded him with questions, of course, seeking to find fault, seeking to deride him, uh, seeking to uh, destroy him in all that he said and did. However, I believe that the Lord Jesus deliberately chose to go into this Canaanitish area, the area of Tyre, to meet with this Canaanitish woman. I don't believe this was a chance meeting at all. When the Gentile woman found him And entered into the house where he was lodging She came with a heartfelt personal request Look at verse 23 This is what she said Have mercy on me O Lord Thy son of David My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil This was a desperate needy situation That this woman had So here she is Seeking the Lord for his help In this circumstance. And at first we are told he answered her not a word. Could you imagine that? Her request was met for silence. She said help me. And there wasn't a word or a crumb of comfort. The disciples said to the Lord Jesus send her away for she crieth after us. The Lord Jesus further responded I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And at that point, we're told that she came and she worshipped him. And she cried out, Lord, help me. This woman came seeking for help. And we were told, there's no help for her. Why? Because she's a Gentile dog. Listen to what the Lord Jesus said. But he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dog's. Oh, that you and I could feel the, the impact and the import of this particular statement. First, she's met with silence, and then she's, she's slated. She, she, she's told she's a dog. But this woman, of course, didn't give up. She kept pleading. She was a quick-thinking woman. I, I believe, of course, that she was a woman of true faith in this incident. For what did she say? Look with me at the Scriptures. She said in verse 27, truth Lord yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table Lord help me Lord give me at least one crumb of blessing from the master's table instantaneously Christ recognized her faith he commended her He commented, O woman, great is thy faith. He announced to her, Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And when the woman returned home, her daughter was completely healed. And she was restored to health and strength, and the devil had gone out of her. And I want us to think tonight, for the little time that we have, of a Gentile's woman cry for help. Isn't this our theme for 2019? Lord, Help us. Here's a Gentiles woman's cry for help. Notice three things here. This uh, came to me uh, just the other evening. The subject requested. Verse 25. Lord, help me. The woman wanted the Lord to help. Now I want you to understand what we mean by help. I'm not giving you the dictionary definition. Some time ago, we were driving down on the road. Brother Sammy and I. He asked me for the dictionary definition of help. I couldn't give it to him because I would have to look it up. And uh, when I tried to explain what help meant, he says, "No, uh, it's not that sort of answer I'm looking for." He was really looking for an acronym on help, H E L P, and of course, it's this: His Eternal Loving Power. And that's what the woman wanted. When she said, Lord, help me, she wanted his eternal loving power on this situation that she had. And it filled her heart and night. What was she looking the Lord to do when she said help? What sort of help did she want? She wanted the devil defeated in the life of her daughter. Look at verse 22. She says, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. She's thinking of the spiritual need of her daughter. She goes right to the source of the problem. Mark 7.25 tells us that it was an unclean spirit. Mark 7.26 in the parallel passage says that she asked Christ to cast forth the devil out of her daughter. In other words, she wanted to see the devil's power broken in the life of her daughter. She recognized that her daughter was under the spell and control of the devil. And she needed help. She needed one to deliver. And she realized that there's only one who's able and one who's willing and one who has power to do it. And that's the Lord Jesus. So she goes to where he was and she says, Lord, help me. I just want to tell you tonight. The devil's not in the bottomless pit. The Reverend Darrell Abernethy, who was preaching at the week of prayer, made reference to this in his sermon. You see, there are those who tell us that the devil's in the bottomless pit now. I don't believe that. I believe a passage like this totally contradicts such a statement. It, It contradicts the scripture It contradicts, of course, uh, Christian experience. Think of the devil's assaults in the church. Think of the devil's uh, assault on the Christian. The devil's assault on the country. The devil remembers the prince and power of the air. Remember the devil came to earth to to deceive the whole world. The Bible tells us the whole world lieth in the lap of wickedness. Listen to these words. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil. And Satan which deceiveth the whole world He was cast out into the earth And his angels were cast out with him He came to earth to deceive the whole world He's cast out onto the earth And he goes about as a roaring lion today Seeking whom he may devour And the devil of course is a liar The father of lies The devil is a murderer from the beginning Think of what he motivated Cain to do. And we know, of course, the devil attacked the woman called Eve. And the devil attacked another woman in Luke 13, another daughter of Abraham, 18 years. And here he is in Matthew 15. And here's the daughter of this Gentile woman, a Greek woman, a Syrophoenician. And and, 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 and this young girl, we're not told her age or her name, but this young girl, my daughter, is under the control of the devil. And I want to tell you tonight, the devil is seeking to attack and to destroy the people of God and the church of God. And he'll do it individually. Do you know that as a believer, the devil's out to ruin you? The devil's out to rob you of all the blessings that you have in Christ. Do you know the devil is seeking to attack and to destroy the corporate body of God's people? Wasn't it Paul writing to the church at Thessalonica said, Satan hindered us. He hinders the ministry of the word of God. He hinders the missions of the cross. Don't ever underestimate the devil. Don't be ignorant of his devices. You see, every time the good seed of the word of God is preached, and those who hear it, remember the callous hearer, who has no thought, fear, and regard for the things of God. The devil comes and steals that word out of their hearts and minds, lest they should believe, lest the light of the glorious gospel should dawn in upon them. And this woman, she desired that the tempter's power would be broken in the life of her daughter, that her daughter would be set free, to whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And she wanted this... Daughter to be delivered This is the subject Remember that is Being um, Requested I want you to think of Something else Look in Verse 28 It says then Jesus answered and said unto her Woman great as thy faith be it unto thee Even as thou wilt and her daughter Was made whole from that Very hour You see she believed that the Lord Was able not only to deliver Her daughter, but to save her daughter. Mark 7 and 30 says, The devil had gone out. This woman comes to converse with Christ. And the first thing she says, Have mercy on me, O Lord. This was a heartfelt cry. She addresses him as Lord. It's not only Lord, but it's O Lord. The O was wrenched out of her heart. She calls him the son of David She believes him to be the Messiah We're told here in verse 25 Then came she and worshipped him And then she said Lord help me You see she knew who she was She was a Syrophoenician woman She was a Greek How do I know that? Well listen to what the Bible says Over there in Mark chapter 7 verse 26 The woman was a Greek A Syrophoenician By nation And she besought him That he would cast forth the devil Out of her daughter This woman has no History of having any knowledge Of who Christ is Or that he could help She had no family background That worshipped the living and the true God As far as we know How could she know who he was then? How could she go to him for help? I believe the answer's faith. O oh, woman, great is thy faith. There was a time when this unbelieving, unregenerate Gentile woman exercised the gift of faith in Christ as Lord and Saviour. The Bible tells us, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it's a privilege to hear the word of God. And you young people that are here tonight, you you count it a privilege and an honor to hear words whereby you can be saved. Hebrews 11 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. This woman had faith in him. This woman was trusting in the Lord. Remember what faith is? Forsaking all. I trust him. This woman, I believe, loved her daughter with all her heart. Her daughter's under the power and influence of the devil. Her daughter's not saved. And you know, it was driving this woman to the point of despair. Despair. She was watching her daughter, one that was very close to her mother and the mother to her. Is it not a big concern for us that our children are not saved? They're not in fellowship with the Lord. When we think about praying for help, Lord help us in 2019. Could we not pray, Lord help me in my home? Lord intervene in my home. Lord, Lord, draw near. Lord, come and speak to my children. Lord, come and save my children. Whether it's a daughter or a son in the far country living in sin under the control and spell of the devil. Lord, speak to my children. Can we not do that in 2019? John says, I have no greater joy than to see that my children walk in truth. And what brings joy to a father and a mother? Oh, to see the children doing well and strong and healthy physically. Having a a good education. A job. A life's partner. A happy marriage. But surely the greatest blessing of all is to know that the children saved and love Jesus Christ and and walking in light of that, remember the ministry that was given to the apostle Paul. It was a soul saving ministry. In Acts twenty eight verse eighteen, he was told to go to the Gentiles and to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that 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 um, they may receive the forgiveness of sins. And surely that's one of life's greatest blessings. Young people, sins forgiven. Sins under the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, we're told, cleanseth us from all sin. The subject requested was not only for the devil to be defeated and the daughter to be saved, but I believe it was also to bring harmony into the home. I want you to think of Christ. He, He journeyed here to Tyree. He was there to get away from the critics and the crowd. Think of that woman. Once she discovered who was in the house, Where he was, she went to him for help. For my home. Help me. see, I believe this woman had problems and troubles, difficulties in the home. I'm sure there was many days of tears and there was heartaches. Maybe she was scratching her head. How am I going to deal with this problem? She was perplexed. What do you do? Think of the words. And she besought him. They cast forth the devil out of her daughter. Where can I go to help? My daughter's demon possessed. This, This devil's affecting her. It's creating disharmony in the home. I think of many homes in Northern Ireland. Homes where there's drunkenness. Where there's young people and drugs. Where they're coping with a teenage pregnancy, where there's mental illness, where young people are living in sin, living for self, living a a life of apathy towards the things of God, a spirit of indifference. They see the Bible as irrelevant, the church is irrelevant. It it has nothing to do with them as they live out their lives. And yet it has everything to do. And what's at the back of it is just blatant disbelief. And this woman comes and she says, Lord, help me. Why? Because I need harmony in the home, Lord. And if you come and help and bring deliverance from the devil in my daughter and save her precious soul, then we'll have harmony in the home. You see, what a difference Jesus makes. All that thrills my soul is Jesus. He is more than life to me. Is is that true of you tonight? I want you to think also very quickly here, not only the subject requested, but think of the, the supplication required. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. You see, the words, Lord, help me, is part of a prayer. And I believe there's a lesson here for seeking souls in regards to prayer. And this is our church's week of prayer. The Lord is sovereign here I believe. I believe the Lord alone is the only one. Who can intervene and help and deliver. And bring blessing. And deliver from the devil and save a soul. And bring harmony to homes. But that help that we require. Is secured in regards to prayer. You see there's a link I believe. Between divine intervention and prayer. Look at verse 22 of Matthew 15. What do we read there? And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him. Underline that word. And cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Look at verse 23. For she crieth after us. Look at verse 25. Lord, help me. Look at verse 27 And she said truth Lord Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs Which fall from the master's table You see I believe that she came in great faith To Christ Having been revealed to her who he was This unsaved Gentile woman Who had become a believer Who was now saved and loved the Lord And knew alone that he could help She cried unto him I want you to notice that she cried Or or prayed promptly you see, the, the context is here when he went to Tyre. The, the thought is um, in the verse uh, 24, And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house. Mark 7:24. And would have no man know it. But listen to these words. But he could not be hid. Why? Why could he not be hid? Verse 25. For or because a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. This woman heard that Christ had come to Tyree. Which house ain't. So she searched out. And she found out where he was. And came and said to him. You see her burden for her daughter drew her to seek the saviour. Maybe you're here tonight, your life is already in 2019 full of trials and troubles. I say to you, where can you go but to the Lord? Remember Psalm 55 verse 22 says, cast thy burden on the Lord and he shall sustain thee. In Psalm 102, which is a beautiful psalm, the title of the psalm is, a prayer of the afflicted when overwhelmed and poureth out. Their complaint to the Lord. Doesn't Peter say, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you? We in Northern Ireland like a good moan, or or a whinge, or or as they say in bush mills, a good greet. But you know, the first thing we should do in the midst of our trials and troubles, our first port of call ought to be to the Lord, to tell Jesus. To lay them at his feet. We were singing, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. She prayed promptly. The moment she found out he was there, she went. And then she wept and worshipped at his feet. I believe she prayed prophetically. Think of these terms Have mercy on me, O Lord. She called him son of David. She said truth Lord. She said Lord help me. You see son of David is messianic. She was saying I believe you're the promised Messiah. I believe that you're Lord of all. Is it not written Jesus Christ is Lord. She she talked about the master's table. She was affirming the worth and value of Christ. His authority. His availability. His approachability. She, she was thinking about his accessibility. She was not being flippant. Not being light hearted. Not, not being irreverent. When she addressed him. You think of the contemporary church of Jesus Christ. Today in Northern Ireland. Where God is addressed as hey mate. Where God is looked upon as a big body, where, where there's. A reverence, not only in approach, but in standards of dress and so on and so forth. When, when people are rolling about the aisle and, and swinging from the beams and they're doing it all in the name of worship. I, I don't believe it's biblical worship. We can't be flippant and lighthearted in the presence of one who is God manifest in the flesh. I want you to notice something else She prayed penitently Think of what he said It is not meet to take the children's bread And cast it to dogs See this woman understood what he was saying What am I in the presence of Jesus Christ I'm a Gentile dog She didn't say how dare you You've given me the silence treatment And now you're slating me This woman wasn't full of pride she seen herself as a dog. She didn't contradict the words of Christ. She accepted his description. Dogs are unclean animals. Dogs weren't favored in the first century. Dogs had no value or virtue. The Bible says beware of dogs. She was really saying, Lord, I'm a Gentile dog and I'm not worthy of your help. I'm not worthy of the least of your blessing. But I'll take that description, Lord, because that's what I am in your presence I'm, I'm dead, Lord, in a natural state. Lord, I'm, I'm darkened in a natural sense. Lord, I, I'm diseased in my affections and my will. Lord, I accept that terminology. I'll not protest. This woman had a penitent mindset. She prayed passionately. Think of the word crieth that we've already mentioned in verse 22 and, and the verse 23. This woman was passionate. She was very intense. Surely we can say there's nothing touches your heart like your own family being affected. Is there anyone can help us, Lord? Have only one that can help, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love my daughter. I want what's best for her, and Lord, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to do it with intensity and passion. Remember, the Bible says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And this woman not only prayed promptly and prophetically and penitently and passionately, but she prayed persistently. Did, did you know that in this passage there are four pleas? Verse 22, verse 23, crieth after us. Verse 25, Lord, help me. Verse 27, true Lord. She didn't lose her resolve when he gave her the silence treatment when he slated her. This woman was stout-hearted. This woman refused to take no for an answer. This woman was prompt. This woman was reverent, humble, intense, and persistent, and didn't give up. She wasn't discouraged or despondent. Remember Jacob said, I'll not let thee go except thou bless me. And this is the kind of praying that we need today. kind of praying that's maybe missing from our lives. My life as a pastor. Maybe it's missing from your life as a Christian. And we need to rediscover this. Lord, teach us to pray. How do you want us to pray, Lord? Let's pray promptly. Pray prophetically. Pray penitently. Pray passionately. Pray persistently. Remember, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Here's the supplication that was offered. And think about the success she received. You see, in answer to prayer, this woman got exactly what she wanted. This woman could be described as being a successful pleader before Christ. O woman, great as thy faith, be it even unto thee as thou wilt. This woman had great faith in asking Christ, Lord, help me. Let me ask you tonight, is your eyes on the Lord? In those family situations where you've unsaved relatives, let it be wife, son, daughter, or relatives of further afield, and you want to see them saved, will you bring them on your knees to Christ and cry out this year, Lord, help me, help me to see them saved, help me to see them in a right mind? Help me to see them with the love of God in their heart. Will you believe that the Lord Jesus hears you? Would you believe tonight that the Lord Jesus has power to answer your prayer? Remember what we read of him in the book of Jeremiah. A tremendous statement. One that I've been thinking about. Behold I am the Lord. Is there anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32 and 27. And the answer is no. This woman came and the subject Was heavy in her mind about her daughter She came with supplication And this woman was successful Because we read in the Bible And her daughter was made whole From that Very hour Isn't that a tremendous encouragement It says and when she was come to her house She found the devil gone out And her daughter Laid upon the bed The daughter was resting No doubt the daughter was rejoicing The daughter was renewed Because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. May the Lord take these few thoughts as we think of this passage. And may the Lord bless them to our hearts and to our understanding at this time.